Welcome to Farmer Talk Radio. I'm Danny McCarthy. Clinical sites have overwhelmingly preferred to use their own technology for research studies when working with sponsors and CROs. This is because it's difficult for sites to have to switch between different technologies for each study that they're working on. Today, I'm pleased to present this podcast with my guest, Stuart Cotter, VP of Product Strategy and Innovation at Advara, who will explain the work being done to allow sites to bring their own technology to research studies when they are working with sponsors and CROs. Welcome, Stuart. Yeah, thanks, Danny. appreciate the opportunity. Stuart, can you tell us about Advara and your role at the company? Yeah, so those of you that are reading the description of this podcast and looking at Avara, we, of course, offer IRB services and review services as a whole, but my footprint and my direction in the company is really focused on our technology and our relationship with sites and sponsors and CROs in our technology offering. To outline a little bit about that footprint here, we currently have 86% of NCI designated cancer centers using our technology as their practice management system for sites. This includes more than 500 research sites across the United States and internationally working in our technology to manage clinical trials. In addition to that, We have over 13,000 sites globally logging into our sponsor technology across seven of the top 10 pharma companies in 69 countries, localized to 57 languages, in our technology managing how a trial is executed at both the site and sponsor level. You can see that this technology footprint that exists here is something that we're very proud of here at Advara and something that we're not directly known for when people see the logo of Advara and think about Advara and the services that we offer. So I'm really happy to be here to talk more about our technology strategy and how that is through and through really connected to the overall industry inclusive of review services in our IRB. For anyone unfamiliar, can you walk us through the idea of the connected ecosystem and Edvara's role within that? Yeah, absolutely. So our focus and vision for Edvara and unifying the clinical trials industry, this large vision is outlined in a site-centric model of connecting workflows through technology supported by standards to ultimately drive the industry forward from a disconnected siloed system to really expedite study startup increase compliance and oversight, reduce burden on the sites, and ultimately deliver a more meaningful experience and faster access to care for patient participants. What are sites dealing with right now when it comes to using technology for conducting clinical trials that makes this idea of sites using their own technology so important? Yeah. So it's interesting because there are two perspectives in the answer on this one. And one I'll start with is more of a sponsor and CRO perspective. If, as an example, I'm going to take an e-consent tool and make it available for all of my sites, then I have a consistent roll-up and a consistent roll-out of how consenting is done across my entire trial a very neat model, kind of a one-to-many setup there that does add efficiency for the sponsor. 
Now we flip that and look at the site's perspective. And if that site is only working on one trial and only ever is going to work on one trial, that is a very efficient model. But what we know is that sites are managing thousands of trials at some large academic medical centers and dedicated research sites have a full book of trials that they're working on across many sponsors as well. So you can think about this multiplying factor here of once a sponsor chooses technology to enforce or to use on a trial, I as a site now immediately have to have an electronic Rolodex of all of the different technologies I have to use for all of the different sponsors or CROs that I'm working with that immediately add additional burden of training on the new technology that I have, validation of the new technology potentially from a compliance angle as well, and also at its root, a password management issue where I have to understand and log into separate systems and reset my passwords over and over again. This idea of bringing your own technology and the model of why it's important for sites to bring their own technology is that over the past maybe five years or so, site technology has grown in robustness and really is that practice management system for a site. It's You can think about it in the sense of sponsors and CROs do not go to sites and say, here's the EHR that you're going to use for my trial. We put EHRs on this different level of saying that's really a overall investment for that site that they're using. We're thinking about tools like a CTMS for a site, an EISF or an EREG binder, an e-consent tool or an e-source tool as having that same effect of a standard practice management application that a site consistently wants to use across all of their trials. How do we create that interoperability from where sponsors are tracking the information produced by the sites and creating the connections between the site chosen technology of what's making, making them most efficient. What are the steps that Advara is taking to try and make this a reality? The mission is a site-centric model in unifying the clinical research industry as we are targeting really a efficiency across the board for all stakeholders. So this structure is to alleviate the burden on the site while giving sponsors and CROs better visibility and better insight into how an overall trial is being conducted across all of their sites. So if you think about gears in a system, the center gear that exists is the site that engages with a sponsor, a CRO, and the patient as well. For 20 plus years, Advara has really focused in on how we can make the sites as efficient as possible by delivering standards-based technology and creating integrations into their other practice management systems to really streamline their overall workflow. As you introduce new gears touching that center site gear, you can see those gears are asking that center site to spin slightly differently, slightly faster in some mechanisms, slightly slower in other mechanisms, which affects the overall operation of the site. And in turn, all of the other sponsors that are trying to engage with that center site gear as well. So when we think about this site-centric approach, it's really optimizing how the site can already use their technology, already use their SOPs, and already use their infrastructure to consistently conduct 
trials across every engagement between sponsors and CROs to ultimately give a top-notch standard of care for patients when they're delivering this clinical trial. The vision as a whole is large, right? So across the industry, we're looking to connect many moving pieces, which are with a really large scope of work. As an example, this mission includes EREG and regulatory documents and even consent documents in connecting with IRB and connecting with ETMF applications to completely digitize the process of regulatory document management. Additionally, site CTMS systems are really foundational to how they're operating as a business. These components of the CTMS integrating with sponsor CTMS applications to surface information about site payments and site payment timelines, as well as simple examples like serving up recruitment information or connecting with other recruitment companies will alleviate the dual entry that's in place in creating the model of what sites should be using in their, in their system. The next component is looking at clinical data as well. Clinical data is being captured as source at the site. A lot of organizations, a lot of sites are transitioning to an electronic source for their capture of this information, as well as leveraging the EHRs that are already in place. And serving that data directly to the sponsor will reduce timelines and ensure that the coverage and oversight of patient care is accurately addressed. We need to connect with other technologies as well, and not just Advara technologies in this sense. So this is really where we're building this on the back of standards as a whole. This vision includes the effort of creating a site-centric model that is inclusive of connecting all technology in a standards-based way to connect the full clinical trial to a sponsor and a CRO. What types of groups or partners are you working with in this space to understand how to achieve sites using their own technology? Foundationally, it's not Advara's knowledge that we're bringing to this as a whole. It is a group effort, and this is where we created the Site Sponsor Consortium. The Site Sponsor Consortium is a collaboration at its root across many stakeholders, including sponsors, CROs, as well as many sites of different kinds. So cancer centers, schools of medicine, commercial sites, site networks, and it's critical to understand the difference in the needs across the board there, as this will not be a one-size-fit-all component. We are a technology company, and we have always valued standards. We are focused on creating the standard-based solution from the very beginning. So in this consortium discussion, we walk through what problem we're trying to solve, getting everybody's input and really openly talking about why those problems exist. So taking a deeper dive into those discussions. From there, we outline what the ideal workflow is with everybody's input in mind. When we create those workflows, we want to define standards around those. So standards may be technology standards on how interoperability works between applications. It may be an artifact outside of technology of what a playbook looks like to activate a trial at a site and what expectations from a documentation perspective or a compliance perspective need to be in place so that everybody has an even playing field and understanding if I'm starting a trial, here's what I do from an ABC perspective. And then 
Additionally, and only after those two are defined, is when we'll create technology that supports the workflows identified in the problems, the standards that we want to create, and the efficiency between applications and extending to all site technology. For this to work, for sites to use their own technology, how are we making sure that the technology is fit for purpose and fit for clinical research? Yeah, this is where sites are in the driver's seat of assessing and needing to do the full validation of all of their applications that they're using. So in just like when a site is being audited by the FDA, the sponsor isn't there to say, yep, they're you know using a system that is validated and I'm speaking on behalf of them. It is the site that's coming forward and saying, these are my SOPs that are in place. These are the systems that I'm using. And this is how I'm ensuring accuracy for all electronic records. The site does need to take ownership and has taken ownership on using these applications and putting together these robust structures for any type of review and audit to say, this is how my organization is going to operate with the efficiency gain of the technology I'm implementing. You've outlined the benefits to sites. What is the benefit for sponsors? How sponsors and CROs are benefiting from this is thinking back to the context of when implementing a trial at any given site, there are trainings that need to take place here. And trainings of new systems and ensuring that those systems are used accurately is a burden that is shared both from the site as well as the sponsor project management team and CRAs that are continually working with the site. So in thinking about from an activation timeline, instead of introducing a new technology, introducing a new framework for the site to work within, and potentially introducing a validation schedule of ensuring compliance to requirements by the FDA, those are all removed immediately to just have to connect into the technology that the site is already trained on, already has documentation of testing on, and has used successfully across all their other trials as well. Just from a study startup perspective, we can remove components in the process to just connect technologies together. In addition to that, when there's an introduction of slightly different processes with the same people doing those different work items that as a study coordinator is logging information into a sponsor provided e-consent tool, and then maybe another sponsor provided e-consent tool that those systems may start to look similar but different and have slightly different components and the fields may be slightly similar but completely different from what they're trying to gather in the systems as a whole and it opens this route of information being entered incorrectly the details being entered in the system themselves are going to be consistent if the site is using their own applications across all of their trials. And you can ensure that accuracy because there's no learning curve or relearning curve as I come back into a system three weeks after I've been working on another trial as well. Do you have a sense of the general feeling and attitude towards sites bringing their own technology to clinical trials? Yeah, I think this concept as a whole is something that the clinical research industry is struggling to adopt. And that is directly at the focal point of what we're trying to focus in on from the site sponsor consortium is driving those conversations and driving where efficiency can take place. 
looking adjacent at different industries, this is something that's already been solved. So in thinking about the banking industry and the interoperability of banks and being able to use your apps and use your phone and not even having to go into a branch anymore, there are heavily regulated industries that have solved these problems through discussing workflows, through identifying standards, and then implementing technology. So a similar framework of exactly what we're walking through here today. I do think that there is a barrier to entry in the sense of making sure that the technology is going to be robust enough from the site perspective and that the integrations are tested. So when thinking about a sponsor saying, yes, I will want my sites to bring their own technology, that is a risk in a sense that they're taking from a previous model of implementing technology that they've selected and implementing across all sites here. So there is a component of it's identifying that first trial to use it on or identifying where we can potentially gain value or identifying where we have close partnerships with sites already and talking with them about what technology they use and how we can streamline and really have the site look at them as the sponsor of choice in working through these connections as well. Why is now the best time to begin this process? Yeah. The timing is right, and I think this has been building up for a long time. Our relationships at Advara extend across the industry. So working with CROs, working with sponsors um, through our technology as well as our IRB review services business, working with sites in our site technology business, we have a lot of conversations around what is going to make you more efficient in your administrative tasks or your ability to conduct more successful clinical trials. With these conversations, we have heard a lot of feedback from sponsors indicating we do want to be more site-centric. We want to be the sponsor of choice or the CRO of choice, and we want to create more meaningful relationships with these sites. In addition to that, from a site perspective, is that We've heard a lot of, we want to work with more sponsors and have more availability of trials so that we can have a farther reach for our patients that we're providing potentially clinical trials as care option for them. So with both of these models here, we're looking at this in thinking about if we can connect this technology, the focus of making this a better relationship is going to be part and parcel with their daily activities. So the timing of this is really a buildup from we've tried offering and standardizing on solutions provided by a sponsor, and we've tried to, you know, even work on paper in some senses there or work across systems and just have the burden solely fit maybe on CRAs as they review multiple systems in, in a non-connected manner here. With these two components here of sponsors wanting to work with sites more effectively and sites wanting to work with sponsors or more sponsors more effectively, this is that connection component and offering a new solution that is going to be the successful route of at least alleviating a data transfer and a connected nature between both sites and sponsors. What is the goal or the hope of the consortium for the near future to make this a reality? Yeah, we're driving a lot of standards-based discussions right now with how currently the systems are working today. So focusing in again on document management here and, and the availability of EREG systems or EISF systems to be connected directly to a sponsor's ETMF application is part of those areas where the technology exists and the standardization is really what we're working through today. 
So as an example here, there's mapping between systems. What a sponsor is calling a document versus what a site is calling a document. Are there differences in those components and how can we ensure that there is a, a, a common language that we're all using to drive efficiency of what's being requested and what is being sent? In addition to that, thinking about a study startup process of a milestone-based um, activation timeline, what are the documents and how should they appear when we're starting a trial and requesting documents from a site? So the initial set of green light documents, standardizing that list to ensure that it's always going to be consistent and it's always going to be the same type of document that's being requested um, across different therapeutic areas. In addition to that, that standardization echoes into what can we pull out of the activation timeline then as well. Focusing in when we understand exactly what documents are going to be requested of us from a site perspective across all sponsors and CROs for any given trial, we can start to organize those documents in a meaningful way and review, are we research ready from a regulatory document perspective and, and follow up on those documents before we're even asked to provide those outside of the cycle of a study activation timeline. Lastly, what additional components can be served out of the site practice management systems, being the CTMS, EREG system, an ESOR system, and how is that information set up to identify profiles for sites to auto-feed those questionnaires that are asking sites to answer the same questions over and over again? We can sync that information up and pull a lot of those details out to provide that in a more reliable sense to answer those questions, to remove that burden of the site feasibility questionnaire coming in over and over again. What will we lose out on if we don't begin this process now? Being at the table today in these conversations, we're talking about not only problems of today, but what we think about problems of tomorrow and future-proofing our thoughts around the business model of how our organizations are looking to grow. Being at the table simply gives you information from others so that you're not isolated and thinking, is this just a me problem? Or is this something that I only have this problem with a certain sponsor, this certain site? That you can really talk through those details and identifying a common theme around how are we all collectively looking to move forward? Additionally, those items will have to bend a little bit where you're gaining slight efficiency in some areas and maybe losing efficiency in others, but the net overall goal is to really gain efficiency across the board for all stakeholders. So in looking at that, this will allow you to not only organize your thoughts on where you are going to gain efficiency, but also understand where you need to maybe level up how you're managing your organization so that you can provide that efficiency for the other stakeholder to offer better access to clinical trials for patients. You've brought up a few different times the notion of understanding the other side's perspective. For pharma listeners, what do you think would surprise them that a site experiences on a daily basis as a pain point? The one that everybody is aware of, I'll start there, is password management. This is something through and through that we've heard from organizations that site specifically, that has been fed back to sponsors and CROs. And that's one of those pain points that I would be beside myself if I didn't offer that as a, as a problem in this statement here. The second component though is 
how robust site technology is today and how duplicative the effort is for logging information into those technologies. I think the insight that sponsors and CROs have into what sites are currently using today when they do have a technology footprint is at, at best a surface level scratch of understanding how much they rely upon those technologies as their source systems. So if that deeper knowledge and something that we address within the site sponsor consortium is showing what information is captured at the site level already and how is that duplicated and in addition to that, why is it important for the site to capture that information within their technology as well? An example of that is when we talk about site CTMS applications having a calendar of events. So the details of the visits and the procedures that take place on that ultimately linked into their business unit as a whole. When talking through that, sponsors often look at that and say, well, I'm I'm providing the EDC already, and that has the visit schedule in it and has what procedures are taking place and what needs to be captured. And our response there is, yes, of course, those both are important, currently not integrated, but both are driving different outcomes. With the site CTMS application, the site needs to answer the questions of, what is my full portfolio of trials that I have activated right now? Where am I at financially from a billing component across all of my trials as a business unit? And where do I have opportunity to either take on new trials or when I'm vetting trials coming into me, how do I ensure that I'm not overlapping with existing trials in that same space? What would be your key takeaways for a listener of this podcast? Yeah, I think we need to focus in on how important it is to have cross-industry collaborations. These collaborations have already produced secure document exchange through this consortium working group, which is the ability to integrate and digitize documents from ETMF to EISF, inclusive of all IRB documents as well. That is all available today and really built on the shoulders of discussions, and collaboration between sites, CROs, sponsors, and other supporting organizations within this consortium. This is a real focus that we're going to be continuing to take a priority-based discussion on and realize this vision across other technologies as well. So when thinking about how am I leveraging my CTMS as a sponsor, as a site, and thinking about when do I reach out to the other organization to answer questions specifically about information I'm looking at in my technology or thinking about when they're referencing their technology and thinking how can we pull those all together and how can we ensure that that information is readily available between both applications. Thank you, Stuart, for taking the time to shed some light on what sites are dealing with and the work that's being done to connect the ecosystem. Again, my guest is Stuart Cotter, VP of Product Strategy and Innovation at Advara. For more information on PharmaTalk Radio podcasts, you can visit theconferenceforum.org. Thank you for listening. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.